not pray, God, take the suffering away. They did not pray, God, please don't let them persecute us. They didn't pray judgment on their enemy. You know what they prayed? They prayed, God, give us boldness. God, give us what we need to go through this. Give us what we need to be what you want us to be in the middle of this tribulation. Amen. And show signs and wonders. Give miracles, God, so that they'll know it's you. <laughs> you know, it's, the first church was a beautiful church because they weren't, it wasn't about them. You know, that's powerful, and it's hard to get there. <laughs> yes, it is. Amen. I, I want to read a passage of Scripture to you in, uh, in Colossians, the third chapter. Probably most of you could quote a lot of this, if any. Uh, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above and not where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth. Now, now here, pay attention to this part. It says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Now, it says, if ye are dead, your life is hid with Christ. Now, think about that statement. Um are you hid in Christ? Are you hid with Christ in God? Now, what's it mean to be hid? What does that really mean? You know, it's so easy. It's natural for every one of us to want to appear uh, good, um, even better than we are. <laughs> How many of us can freely admit, you know, we really want to appear, we don't want to appear bad. We don't want to we don't want to be shamed or we, there's this natural part of us that wants to look good. You know, I don't want Bishop to, to think, my goodness, what a dingling. Why did he do that? Why did he say that? You know, um, you know, the, and this is a natural part of every human being, but when your life is hid with Christ or in Christ with God, when your life is hid, it means you're invisible, and what people see is Christ. You're not there anymore. It's not you. You didn't make yourself, but God made you. And as Paul put it so eloquently, he said, you know, I am what I am by the grace of God. In other words, I didn't make me. I don't have anything to do with anything you see. If there's any good thing in me, God did it. If there's any good thing about me, God made it. All I am is a saved sinner, and to God be all the glory. And may Christ get the glory, and my life is hid with Christ in God. Now, now this is humility. And humility is not, it's not thinking less of yourself. It's not belittling. It's not, I'm nothing, I'm nobody. What humility is, is thinking of yourself less. You don't even think about you. You're hid. You're invisible. Now, the more we get invisible, do you know what becomes more visible? Others. People, the lost, brothers and sisters, helping people, because it's no longer about me. But the more it's about us, the more it is me, 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 what I want, what I think, 
Um, you know, did that preaching fit me? Was that service good enough for me? I didn't like that. I don't like this. Dear God, help us, deliver us from me, and let our lives be hid, hid in God. Invisible. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. It's about who can I help? Who can I reach? Who can I touch? Who can I strengthen? How can I, how can I be a benefit? What can I say for you? What can I do for you, Jesus? What, what might my life be for you today, Jesus? What would you have me to do today, Jesus? Because my life is hid with Christ. Amen. And so people see him instead of me. Now, that's, that seems so, so commonplace and maybe something simple for a Christian, but that's one of the hardest things we'll ever do <laughs> because this old flesh, this old flesh is constantly um, wanting to defend itself, protect itself, make itself look good. And, but it's just not about me. It's just not about us. It's, it's about him and his work and his will. And then Paul goes on and he says this, and he says, and talking to us now after that, he said, you've put on the new man, which is renewed to the knowledge after the image of him that created him. In other words, I'm not, I'm not the old man. I'm not what I was. I'm a new man in after the image of him that made me. So what's that saying? People should see Christ and not me. That old man's dead. He's crucified with Christ. And then he goes on and says, Wherefore, there is neither Greek nor Jew, uh, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is, is all and in all. Christ is all. It's not about me. And in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, Holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another in love. It says, If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. You notice it's not about me. All of those things, the, the humility of mind, uh, all of these characteristics that I'm reading about right here are saying, it's not about you, mister. <laughs> it's about Jesus Christ and what he is in you. And that's what people need to see. And, and you know, there's something so powerful in this to me and, and so key as you were talking, Bishop, and uh, I, I, I just harmonize so much with what you were saying. It just resonates with me because it's, it's fundamental. Um, John... John wrote in the first epistle, I'm sorry, uh, in first, second, third John, the first one of those three epistles that he wrote, he said, um, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, or I'm, I'm walking in revelation as Christ is my revelation, light being revelation, I'm walking in the light as he is that light. He's my revelation. I'm walking in Christ. We have fellowship one with another. When you walk in Christ, you absolutely cannot be upset or with your brother, your sister. 
you can't have an issue. If you walk in Christ as he is the revelation in your life, you're going to have fellowship one with another. You're going to be linked, unified, because it's not about you. It's about your brother and sister. And when that's the issue in all of our lives, how can we not have fellowship one with another? Now, listen, if we have fellowship one with another, look at this. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. The key to the cleansing power of the blood, the only way you can have that to cleanse you from all sin is if you're in fellowship with the body. You get out of fellowship with the body, the blood stops working in your life, stops cleansing you. Now think about that, how important that is. Have you ever seen people like just drop out of the church, next thing you know, man, their life is just rattled with sin? I had a young man, <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. I want him to God, knocked his door. I, knocked, I was with a brother in the church. We knocked his door. This is a lot of years ago, and, and his name was Robert, Robert Lucas, uh, and and his wife, when we knocked the door, she uh, her name was Altradina. And so Altradina opened the door. And Altradina's got dilated pupils, and it's very obvious what's going on in her house, you know. And, and uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Paul Sharp. And, and, and I introduced uh, Gary, and I said, uh, we're just here. I, I want to invite you to come worship with us at church. And she looks at me, and she's having a hard time concentrating. And uh, she says, where are, you, where are you at? And I tell her, well, uh, what kind of church is it? I said, we are an apostolic Pentecostal church. <laughs> and uh, I talked to her for a while. I seen what she was dealing with. So I said, man, God can deliver you, lady. God can set you free and put you on a new course. I just started opening my heart to her, and, and uh, we get done. We, it was just a Saturday, him and I only going out and just knocking doors. And, and then uh, later in the day, I get a phone call. I left number, and it was her husband. And uh, he says, hey, my wife said you come knocked our door. I said, sure. He said, uh, tell me a little about you. I talked to him for a while. Well, they came to church. They got the Holy Ghost, both of them. And and uh, it, it was so bad, she had, she had kind of overdosed in her house, and for two or three days she was unconscious. And she had a, she had a, a, a little boy, three, three, four years old. That little boy fed himself, took care of himself for all those days while his mom was laid out on the floor. And, uh, they, and, his, and he was dealing drugs big time, and, and so they got their lives together couple years in the church doing good he comes to me one day and he said he said pastor he said you know you've taught me so much and he said I know how to live now and my I want you to know my wife and I are going to be leaving church because there's some things we want to do and we know we can't be hypocrites and so we can't do it and come to church so we're go we're just going to step out and we're going to do those things but but you've taught us how to live right now and they've been deceived. There's spirit of deception working in their life. They've been deceived. And I said, oh, Robert. <laughs> I said, man, you don't know what you're saying. Don't do this to your life. Well, anyway, I talked to him, and, and there wasn't any persuading. They just had their mind made up, and they did it. 
And within, in less than two years, a little over a year, he was on the top 10 most wanted list with the FBI. <laughs> and, um, uh, and he was stealing uh, semi-loads of drugs, headed to pharmacies, and taking the semi to secret locations and taking all the drugs out, you know. And, I mean, this guy, God help him, God bless him. And he called me up here like a year ago or so, and he's down in somewhere in Florida. And he said, hey, hey, Pastor, he said, this is Robert. He said, uh, I, 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 I'm trying to get back to God. He said, man, I've really messed my life up. And I said, yeah, you really have. And uh, I said, it's, it's more than just knowing how to live, isn't it? And I said, yeah, let me tell you what to do. And I, I directed him. But you see, it's, it can't ever, this can't ever be a situation when I get out of fellowship with you. Because when I do the blood that cleanses my sin and keeps me pure stops flowing. We're members one of another. And, and you, um, you know, uh, 10 weeks ago, these two fingers, these middle two fingers, I severed them, and they were just hanging by tissue on the very bottom. They were gone. And today I'm, I'm working this hand. Do you know why I still have those two fingers? Because a little bit of tissue on the bottom was not cut into, and the blood was still flowing. And so they could bring that over and reconnect the tendons and the nerves and the, put the bone together and, and put the, sew it all up and everything. But because the blood was still flowing, the injury was healed. And everything grew back together. Do you know, you get out of fellowship with the body and the blood doesn't flow when you disconnect from the body of Christ. If we have fellowship one with another, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. It's, it's, so, it's so beautiful. i got to be in fellowship with you. It's got to be on the cross. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because we cannot let anything stop this wonderful flow of God in our lives. And, and to do that, my life's got to be hid. I got to disappear. I got to be hid with Christ in God. It's not about me. It's not about me. And, and brother and sister, I love y'all, but it's sure not about you either. <laughs> you know, it, it isn't about you either. This church is not, this church, I, I love you. This church is not for you. This church is for God to reach a world. And I get to be, I'm so privileged to have a place in it. I am so honored to just be able to have a place in this where I can come and freely worship with people that I love, people that I deeply, that I honor. Now, we live in a world that's trying to corrupt all of what I just said. And it's a, it's a woke world, you know? 
And, and if you don't get into wokeism, if you're not woke, you are the ever-loving enemy. There's like no fellowship with you if you're not woke, you know? And now, the, and let's be very blunt. That'll get off on us if we're not careful. I was in a, I was in a meeting and a, and a minister was preaching and a minister from a, quote, very woke city. Very woke city, very woke city. It, it, and to me, they're absolutely asleep. They are in a coma, but they think they're woke, you know, and they think I'm in a coma. But uh, the truth is, if anybody's woke, it's me, and they're in a coma. But, but, the, but anyway, um, so he, he's ministering, and I begin to see wokeness coming out of his mouth. And he made a comment, and he said, uh, he said, you know, he's preaching, and he, and he gets off on, he said, there is toxic masculinity. I've seen men that had toxic masculinity and women that had toxic uh, femininity, and, I, and I, I, I wanted to jump up and scream because God made masculine, and God made feminine. And, and there's nothing about about them that's wrong. Now, I've seen men that were jerks, and I've seen women that were jerks. I've seen sinners. I've seen people with attitudes. But that doesn't make masculine poison, nor feminine poison. I've never seen poison femininity. Fem, femininity. Get it out there. I've never seen it. I've never seen poison masculine. But validating, even in a slightest way, their verbiage, their speech is not right. Because it's the spirit of Antichrist turning a world against what God's made from every direction. And there's got to be something in us that's wise to that. Now, the closer we get to God, the more God we get in us, the more these things just kind of jump out at us. Like, wait a minute. No, that violates this. And honestly, folks, this is the filter through which everything we hear, see, and know should pass. And it should filter out all of the corruption of this world. It must. And, and they're trying to take away, it's divide, it's anger, it's, uh, it's, it's canceling anybody that doesn't see it from their point of view. And the church is love and unity and forgiveness and forgiving everyone that doesn't have the right point of view. And bringing them into fellowship with the body and teaching them the ways of Christ. We are absolutely the opposite, the antithesis of this world. And we can't lose it. We can't lose it. All of this friction and division out there can never get in your spirit. Whether it be political, folks, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I am a Christocrat. You know, if people, if people are trying to do the right thing biblically, they got my vote. (laughs) 
and I am after souls. And we've, we can't let division get in us. We just can't let it happen. And it won't if our life is hid with Christ in God. And it's not about me. It's about him, the kingdom, and his people, which is his kingdom, part of his kingdom. I, you know, there are doctrines. I, I'll get out of the way here real quick. There are doctrines that rise and fall, come up. I've lived long enough to see things come up and go down and, and silly things and, and uh, teachings. And, and I, I heard a preacher, and he, was, he said this. He said, um, he said, preachers have got to be careful about loving Christ's bride too much because that's, that's almost a form of spiritual adultery. Well, that just crossed everything in me. How many times does it say love one another? You know, that just kind of crossed everything in me. And, um, and I thought, I, and I, I went to prayer immediately, and I said, Lord, I love your body. I love the church. I love you more. I'll, I'll ruffle their feathers. I'll rattle their world with your word. And if you tell me something to preach, I'm going to preach it. It really doesn't matter who's out there or what they think. If I, you give me a word. So I know I love you more than I love them, but I love your bride. I love your church. Don't let anything take away the unity that you have one with another. Don't let anything anybody says. Don't let any silly doctrine don't let any silly thing your brother or sister might say. Any woke thing. <laughs> don't, be, don't be ignorant. It will affect you. The schools are full of it. The colleges are full of it. I had a college student that said, if I don't answer this their way, I won't make the grade. And he told me how they wanted, what they, how he was supposed to answer it. And, um, and it's a big deal. It's his future. It's career now. And it's so silly. I said, here's what you do. Go ahead and answer it their way. I said, and then do an amendum and say, however, this is what I believe. <laughs> and put it on there. And the teacher got it. The teacher pulled him, pulled him up front. The professor pulled him up and said, this is interesting. I'm glad that you answered it my way, and, uh, and I appreciate your opinion, and gave him the grade. Let him slide, you know. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be affected by this world. I'm going to make a stand. I'm going to be what I need to be. Let's, let's worship God together. Hallelujah. Kipatala mokosita takashi kaya la makadiosa takaya 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 la makadi